Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This is Labor Day Sunday. Gonna have a full house. All my grandkids, three dogs... And it'll be interesting. That's all I can say right now. Interesting. I'm just going to make sure I get dishes done and stuff like that. I hope you're having a good day. It is a nice Sunday. It is Labor Day for us in the U.S. anyway. All you people in the rest of the world, we're taking Monday off. Go ahead, take Monday off. Sure. Anyway, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Actually, I want to talk about one thing. The power of shutting up. And I'm talking about this because it has power, especially as a GM. Now, I know you can buy a module or come up with fluid descriptions of things. This is See, this is why I cut everything down when I buy a module or when I'm writing stuff, I bullet point stuff. I force myself to put it in my own words because it's usually shorter. I don't have to sit there and read three paragraphs if I don't have to. And they don't want to hear three paragraphs across the table. So I bullet point it, describe it as best I can, make sure they have enough information that they need to when they come into the room or wherever, and then shut up and wait. That's the hardest thing to do as far as I'm concerned. When you're behind the screen, the hardest thing to do is shutting up because you want them to talk. You want them to come to you. You just want to sit there, do the description, shut up, and just sit there and listen and let it let it just come to you, you know, just absorb the whole thing and see which direction they're going. And you may go back to the story. They may come up with something. You go, aha, I can change this, or I can do this. I can do that. Or a monster might break into the room. Who knows? But anyway, they have their information. You shut up, see what they do, and then react. That is the power of silence. That is the power of shutting up right there. So that is a good thing, (laughs) you might say. I also wanted to address something. This has nothing to do with that. I've said my piece on that. This has nothing to do with the shutting up thing, because I don't want him to shut up. Is Jason Hobbs. I listen to Random Screed podcast all the time. Great podcast on Anchor. And he was talking about what somebody dubbed art house games, which I think of as indie RPGs. And those are interesting, and I don't mind playing a few of them, like Fate or Powered by the Apocalypse or something else like that. But a lot of them, it's like, it's a great premise. It's really interesting, but I can't fit it in my game. Yet there are things I can fit. See, this is why I say in my reviews and in here, there's always something you can take away from a game. Because sometimes those somethings are all you got. But if you can find some nuggets of what you can use in your world or a certain way to do things or things like that, take it. Just take it. If it works, it works. But I understand what people you know, say about, oh, this is just too far out for me and just too, too, I can't deal with this, but I like that bit. I'm taking that bit. And you can't really fit the whole thing because if you've been playing any kind of long time, You get your campaign set up the way you want it, and then they give you a supplement of a campaign world where it's kind of halfway your world and halfway, you know, the different things. They leave stuff out or they change stuff and stuff like that. And you immediately start playing that way. Your players are going, what happened? Why do you change things? Then you got to come up with justification for that or change it back or something. What I'm saying is not every campaign is compatible with the other. Completely compatible. Let me give you an example. 
Avermeer. David Hill's Avermeer. I like that setting. I do. It's got a it's got some real character to it. But I can't use it whole cloth because he comes up with stuff that just it does it's not compatible with what I do. See, the problem, and I'm not saying he's his is a problem because he's got a great campaign. The problem with a lot of these people who publish the campaigns is you get the campaign, but you also get the campaign's baggage. What I mean by that is they tell you how they've run it and what exists and what doesn't exist in their world. And if you're lucky, it's compatible with your world. And if not, either you make changes or you just pick and choose the good parts and put them in your world and leave the rest. Use them as inspiration, things like that. For instance, in Avamir, there's no orcs. They've got other monsters to take the place of orcs, but there's no orcs. Now, that's no big deal. But if you already got orcs in your world, and they get involved in a certain percentage of your stories, then you kind of got a problem. Also, he comes up with an interesting take on the paladin, which is they're more aligned to houses of royalty than a god or church or whatever. Well, that's great. That's great. A lot more intrigue that way, real Game of Thrones-ish. But if you're if you got regular paladins, you can either slot them in right alongside of them. But reading it, you probably have to change the structure of society to a certain extent to make room for them. All of a sudden, these houses got to pop up, where say you have two or three kingdoms that are already set, and then all of a sudden you have these houses of royalty or merchants or whatever, and then you have to you have to adjust things. So you have a decision. You can take them or leave them. You can use it or not use it and pick stuff out of it. I've already picked a a class of bard in there, or rather a swashbuckler type class that I'm going to incorporate into my Swords and Wizard game eventually. I've already got a player who wants to play it. So, like I said, every game there's something you can use, but you can't always use it wholesale. And the game, and it's surprising what what people will think of as art house and what people think of as indie or regular grognar type games, because, like for instance, I don't like Lamentations of the Flame Princess, and I've ex- I've stated why a few times, but I like some of the stuff they put out, like Carcosa and Vornheim, Island of the Unknown. I can use those; they're weird, but I can use them. Also. The Hydro Cooperative. He mentioned the Hydro Cooperative guys. I love the Hydro Cooperative guys. I've got their stuff. I've got Morgenstern, the Mad Medicora, Prismatic Peak. I've got Operation Unfathomable. Weird, was it Weird Tale? I want to say Weird Tale. Weird Adventure. The one where, he, the one where uh, Trey Causey took BXD&D and made pulp out of it. A pulp world with monsters and kind of a blend. I like that. I like that stuff. Now... That one, I would probably run separately. But the other two, I can find space in my world because I've got like, maybe my world is about as big as maybe Western Europe. So I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of room to grow. Also, the Midderland stuff. Glen Seal's got a, a setting that is, I'm not going to say really, it's familiar, unique but familiar at the same time. So I want to make room for that. Or just run in the Midderlands. I wouldn't mind taking my own world, putting it aside, and running in the Midderlands for a while. 
that's another option you have. Just say, okay, guys, we've been running in such and such world for a while. Why don't we do this? We're going to do this, make some new characters, or figure out a way to port them over, you know, some, some BS excuse to do that. And that's another way to do it. And I can take those wholesale uh, Operation Unfathomable. You know what? I can put that under the Midderlands, and that would work fine. Because it's all it's all about an underground thing, and it's really weird down there. It's already really weird down there anyway in the Midderlands, but you can make it that you can push it that way, and so those two combined work. Sometimes sometimes two campaigns come together and they work so well that you just use them that way. So it really comes into thing. But it, like I said, it's something you have to think about because, like I said, you get this campaign, but you also get the campaign's baggage, and you got to see if the baggage fits. And if it doesn't, well, then you got to put your got to put your big boy DM pants on and figure it out. Anyway, I hope that helps, folks. I I was going to, you know, go on about the sounds of silence and all that, but ah, that's okay. And if you guys want to talk about this, drop me a drop me a line. A voicemail at Anchor or an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Don't forget we're monetized. Drop me a few bucks. That would be appreciated. Anyway, so I hope you have a great day. And until we see each other again, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.